Hello, I'm Howard and welcome to the 9320 Review Podcast, the show that sees United are back where they belong, in sixth place. Uh, we're looking back at a functional, let's be honest, sometimes dull win over Everton, but it was a win. And whether it means anything, apart from another much needed three points, I saw City go top for two hours or so. Uh, discuss the match and more, delighted to be joined by Asan and a crossover debut, I think, for Crunk from the Shade of Blue podcast. Uh, Good morning, Cook. How are you? <laughs> Thanks for having me on, Howard. Truly, thank you for saying crunk. You have no idea how thrilled I am hearing you say that because I'm sure it is a tough thing. I'm, it's a non traditional name, it's a little awkward, eclectic, dare I say. Yeah. It just warms my heart every single time I hear a Brit, uh, English person with that accent say crunk. It, it just warms my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Noisy neighbors have already sampled it, don't you? Worry? Definitely. <laughs> oh my god! And I hope you're not. Aff- I hope you're not offended by me thinking uh, Key and Peel. Oh, oh yeah, doing that American football. <laughs> that oh, is offensive, and me saying that isn't it. Just no, no, I love it. No, I love it. I trust me. I am completely. Uh, like I told Asan when BBC reached out and I was like, yeah, my name is Crunk Chocolate. And they're like, uh, anything else? And I was just like, you can just call me Crunk. That's what I tell people. Worst case, just call me CC. I I get it. I get it. It's it's You got to change things up a little bit. And I think that's what we do at Shades of Blue is we kind of yeah. get people a little uncomfortable, but in like a delightful way where they want a little bit more and a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> and if anyone listening don't, has not watched Key and Peele just generally, then <laughs> take the rest of the day off and get, get cracking on YouTube because yes, it'll be well worth great. your while. Lots of laughs. Just for the substitute teacher alone. Hey, so, uh, son, how are you? Morning, Howard. Uh, afternoon, Howard. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really good. I'm, I'm so, delighted. Hang on. Go you're on, on, you're on 2, 2 p.m.? Yes. It's 2 p.m. I'm on 1 p.m. Cooks at 7 a.m. So, <laughs> what all could possibly go wrong during this podcast? Exactly. Yeah. Got all the Sorry, time. but how are you anyway? Yeah. Some of the time zones covered. Uh, yes, <laughs> yeah. I am. I am really well, Howard. Thank you for asking. Uh, it was. I'm in Paris, and and I, I love being in Paris. Um, it it was very cold and very wet yesterday. The wind and the rain were. Well, the wind was blowing the rain sideways into my face, <laughs> and. Uh, I said to Clara, I said, I feel like I'm in Manchester. I love it. <laughs> How dare you? It's blazing sunshine here. I don't know what you're talking about. So. <laughs> uh, do you have a good weekend then? I did. I had a really, really lovely weekend. Claire finished her... Uh, she climbed to the top of the academic mountain on Great. Saturday. was Great. the defence of her research paper that officially makes her a full professor and gives Brilliant. her a job for life. So Wow. Congratulations. Um, we and congratulations to... on you being suited and booted as well. So Yes, I did I did, I did scrub up pretty well on, on Saturday for it. So yeah, no, it's been a it's been a it's been a really cool weekend and, and I'll be in Paris all week before going back to a B for on Friday. So no, all is well, Howard. And City Indeed. won. Indeed. Yeah. That's the only right. We don't really need to do the review, did we? We've got a clean no, sheet one. City won, clean need. sheet, that'll do. Let's crack on, yeah. Let's call it a wrap. Uh, right. I mean, let's not, though. This is my first time being on. I don't want to be <laughs> yeah. all right. What an anticlimax. What an anticlimax that would have been. 
<laughs> it was only seven minutes long. <laughs> okay, then, uh, let's talk about the lead up to this game. It's like, I always get a, a nick about Everton in a way. Uh, was this a game that worried you in the lead up in that there could be stubborn opposition, it could be boring, they could do something to us? As I've said many times in the last week, I'm still haunted by our New Year's Eve one old draw the other night uh, the other year sorry as it I was in a mood for the rest of New Year's Eve but nothing new there on New Year's <laughs> Eve but how were you feeling were you pretty confident going into this game in the lead up yes but no uh, Sean <laughs> Dyche just part of me loathes the man and the in his football style if you just let me run off uh, because it's like aesthetically he has no vibes no sauce no riz and it's just like from a player aspect, I also kind of feel bad for those players because it's just like every match is a scrap. You mentally have to be just so locked in. Physically, you have to throw your body everywhere. You're basically just trying to ruin the other team's day more so than you're trying to win at times. And I just think players end up being more knackered mentally than physically post-match. And it is just like, if I'm being frank, there's no space for this type of football in today's game. Except, except, let me, let me land. I love watching Everton play anybody else but us. It's just the <laughs> way that Deitch takes a joy in frustrating your manager, which trickles down to his players, the timely injuries, sneaking a yard or five during a throw-in, the dark magic, people call it. Hate it on my squad, love it against others. Hey, son. Can you agree with that? If that was against, <laughs> if that was against, if you were watching them play United in the early game or something, would you have been enjoying their collapsing Bro, to the floor? I seconds? am not. I am not voluntarily watching Daishinho or any of his teams. You know what I mean? <laughs> there is almost zero percent chance of that happening. I, I regular listeners will know that I absolutely agree with Crunk. Sean Dyche should not be managing a Premier League football club. The man just needs to be sent to the championship where he belongs. And actually, it's a, we'll, we'll get to it when we talk about the game, but it is a little bit of a disgrace the way that they play. And I, I think I'm not, a, I'm not such a snob that I think, oh, well, you know, the, the, there's only one way to play football. Sure, there's you can play counter-attacking football. I'm 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 okay with that. Yeah. But that's not <laughs> really what Daesh does. He's basically playing for nil-nil, and that can get in the fucking bin. And I don't mean to swear before the 15-minute uh, <laughs> free clip is up, but I can't help myself when it comes to him. I just I've got no time for him. So um, yeah, well, I, I I was not relishing the game. Let's put it that way. But we witnessed we witnessed a miracle on Saturday afternoon, in that all their injuries mysteriously cleared up after we went ahead. <laughs> Incredible! I mean, Again, what are the odds? Well, suddenly, the, they stopped the, getting hurt from stuff. The difference in the pace of the game between nil nil and one nil is just that's that's a little bit what I'm talking about. Do you know what I mean? That it's he's he's. The way that they play and the way that he he sends the team out is so reductive that it made Brentford look like you know like a proper football team. And I, <laughs> I had my issues with the way that Brentford played, but you know yeah. they posed a threat, and you could see why and how they posed a threat. Everton didn't come to pose a threat; they they came for a nil nil. 
That, mm. I think that's because it's DCL. You see some of the attempts at goal he did. He tried to chip Edison at one point. There was like a crazy curler he went after. If they had a more serious striker, I feel, maybe I would have been more worried. But it was just with the injuries the club was going through, the only person I was worried about was Branthwaite. And he's a defender, so it's like, okay. Mm. Yeah, the, the XG that this season, I mean, I've not watched a huge amount of them. I mean, creating chances early in the season, but not getting the results. Then they start getting the results. And I was under the impression that we might be seeing a, quite, a bit of a different, more expansive Daesh team than from the past. But by God, I wasn't prepared for this. So. Anyway, I can use a stat now. I wouldn't have done it pre-match, of course, because that would have been tempting fate and I would have got death threats on Twitter, no doubt. Uh, but Guardiola has now won more games against Sean Dyche than any other manager with a 54-6 to 6 aggregate score. Lovely. So I think it's 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. I think it's 18, 17 wins and one draw, 18 wins and one draw. So, yeah. Correct. That's a, yeah. yeah. He likes playing I, against I, I him did. most of the time. Yeah. I did so. some fate. Uh, I had a toffee blue cast on one of our, we do a, preview show for all of the matches and I definitely dropped that stat right before I asked his score prediction <laughs> I was like <laughs> hey they give us trouble but you know not only has Man City handled Everton almost every single time Pep Guardiola has managed uh, Sean Dyche every single time so now <laughs> tell us what you think and I mean it's reality yes the matches are awful to watch but we tend to win so that's mm. nice well, that's Daesh and Everton done for the season, so we can discuss this match and think no more about them, So, unless you want them relegated. Uh, after that approach, I think I want them liquidated, to be honest. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm going to ask you both about the lineup because I know Asan, he went big with this lineup. But, uh, Cook, I'm going to start with you. And I think even before the teams were going to be announced, I was always thinking Pep's... Pep splitting these teams between two matches. Uh, now, when the team came out, I say my mate who sat in front of me at the match, Tim, uh, don't think he listens to this, but he may do. So, yeah, he wasn't happy at all. He went, because he thought the Everton match is the most important of the two games coming up, not Copenhagen. In my head, I think Pep thinks the Copenhagen game is more important, uh, the return to Champions League. Uh, What's your views on the team he put out and what, how much he had Tuesday in mind by doing this? Or do you think he put this team out just with everything in mind and for tactical reasons? He was definitely thinking about FC Copenhagen. That's a thousand mm. percent. It, it's not the club that he respects, it's the competition. Yeah. It, the players he had on bench, he had Walker, Bernardo, which Bernardo has been getting a, a decent amount of rest for a, a player who has been important to the club as he is. I'm not sure if he's injured or if Pep is like, finally, I'll give you rest. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I appreciate it. But yeah, I just think he respects the competition. You know, Pep loves taking those away matches, especially if it's the first leg. If we're able to get a 1-0 win, a 2-0 win, 2-1 win, he's very okay with that. We can run it up on the second leg at home. I think that's what he put the priority in, is, yeah, FC Copenhagen. 
I mean, he had to give Tuesday. Yeah, I'm not a huge digger. He had to give Tuesday some thought. He couldn't. There's certain players who definitely couldn't play both games. I mean, that's <laughs> stating the obvious. And there's players coming back from injury who need match time. Yeah, you know, it was a, a complicated one. Hey, Sam, you like the lineup? Do you stand by it? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that links into my next question. Is was it personal? Yeah, when we discussed the first half, sorry, I'll, I'll let you talk. Just a, a little follow-on thing. You know, I think it's, it's relevant me asking you that because then we'll discuss the first half and whether the issue was Pep and his lineup or personnel or both. So yeah, off you go anyway, sir. So look, yeah, when I when I saw the lineup, I I expected tactically that when they took the pitch, it'd be slightly different. I expected Alvarez and uh, Foden to almost act as two number tens, um, and not have Foden out on the right. Uh, so I was okay with it on the basis that I almost expected that. Mateus Nunes would end up playing that sort of Bernardo Silva right wing-ish role that uh, that he can sometimes play, mm. where he effectively starts on the right but finds himself a lot more central. Um, but the key, key, key thing was that I expected Phil to be central, um, and on that basis, I was definitely excited to see how they would cope. And look, I mean, it was. We've all felt that Walker, for most of the season, hasn't been great. We all felt that going back to the back four that won the Champions League, Akanji Stones, Diaz, um, Ake, is something that we all wanted to see. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it'd be it'd be bollocks for me to go, oh, yeah, I looked at the lineup and knew that there were, there'd be problems. I, I expected us to be much better than we actually were. Right. Well, park that for one question, because before we get to that first half, and I know you're dying to talk about that first half, we've got to talk about Edison, Kunk, and uh, Godfrey, was it? Yes. And yeah. the obviously the fact he was down injured for five minutes, getting Newcastle away vibes again. Uh, he assumed it was head, because it was like... Uh, I sit at that end and I still wasn't sure. Yeah, I thought it can't, by the way he's reacting, it can't be like a muscle thing or a leg thing. It's got to be like a collision. So I wasn't too worried, but the longer it went on, the more worried I became. How on earth has that, has VAR not got involved in that? Or am I going over the top? Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our contents, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes, and much more, Go to 9320.com to sign up now, or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.